Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly Free business paper needs Or Dundermiff Then the people purses paper people Dundermiff Then the people purses paper people Dundermiff Then the people purses paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and secret assistant to the regional manager, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James Urkel Guru. <laughs> and with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I feel better. Good. I'm glad you feel better. This has been a wonderful day. I have to say, I like hanging out with a vengeful bitch. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Draw his penis! <laughs> NBC's The Office. This week, another relationship episode. We're doing Dwight and Pam. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about Dwight and Pam. Later in the episode, we have a few mailbag questions and some listener-provided trivia. Um, but uh, but yeah, guys, Dwight and Pam. Dwam. Pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dwight and Pam uh, have a very unique relationship within the show, in part because of uh, Dwight and Jim's dynamic and, of course, uh, Jim and Pam's relationship. Um, They play off each other quite a bit. Pam is often uh, the only one who kind of understands where Dwight is coming from or kind of extends this, like, friendship or kindness to him uh, when a lot of the other characters don't, when Dwight has kind of pushed them away. Um, and especially as the, later in the show, I feel like their relationship takes an even more friendship sort of uh, tilt, I guess. It's totally, you know, Pam, of course, we've always spoken about uh, her um, uh, emotional intelligence and and just being able to read people in the office very well. But uh, Dwight has a great deal of respect for Pam also. It does. It it comes and goes. And certainly, I would say in the first half of the office, Dwight almost seems like he doesn't really have a ton of respect for anyone except authority, uh, which includes Michael. But then, yeah, as you said, as the show evolves and... Dwight becomes a little more complex. Uh, Pam becomes more complex, all, and and they actually start to sort of gravitate towards each other. Um, they often need each other for what they're good at, right? Uh, Dwight needs Pam to talk about some issue he's having with Angela or someone else, or he needs he needs a softer touch with the problem. And often Pam recruits Dwight when she needs uh, tactical help. When she needs some espionage, when some she needs more of a hammer, uh, you know, to, to get the job done. So they actually, their skill sets are actually quite compatible and they they um, they need each other from time to time. They make a good team. Mm-hmm. There is an interesting sort of dynamic where at the beginning of the show, uh, Dwight is pitted against Jim and Pam together a lot of the time. Where mm-hmm. uh, Jim comes up with a prank and Pam kind of amplifies the prank. And Jim is pranking Dwight in a way to impress her or to make her laugh. Um, right. But that seems to happen less and less over the course of the show, or at least it seems like Jim is pranking for his own entertainment, right? Or yeah. right back at Dwight <laughs> in some sort of way. Um, yeah. There's the saying, the pen is mightier than the sword. And to me, uh, to, to sort of succinctly say what I just said, whereas like sometimes Dwight needs a pen and sometimes Pam needs a sword. And those are, <laughs> those are when they need each other. There and, you go. Uh, it makes for a really good, just very good episodes, very good plot lines throughout the entirety of the show, the two of them. Does, Definitely. Does that phrase come from that pewter wizard that Dwight was going for? There's a pen in one hand and a sword <laughs> in the other for the wizard. <laughs> that that just might be. That just might be. I'm pretty sure that's right. I'll take the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, well, uh, you know, uh, as like you were saying, you know, Pam joins in on a lot of pranks. I'd say like in season one in the Alliance, we really see her get involved and really try to um, try. Uh, you know, she doesn't care about Dwight that much. I, I think we see it in the fire, too, uh, when they try to like they're kind of, Pam and Jim are kind of snickering while they're while Dwight is kind of crying in his car and they're trying to convince him to to quit. Um, but uh, I think that the beginning of the Dwight and Pam friendship absolutely starts with the injury in season two, episode 12. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Big time, big time. And, Dw- and is even referenced between them in later episodes as it certainly is, mm-hmm. you know, thinking of Dwight holding the baby, you know, remember, 
viewing remember party. Took at the hospital, remember? Yeah. yeah. Concussion. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. So yeah, this is, this is a big one. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, Dwight gets a concussion as he's driving uh, out of the parking lot to go and save Michael. And because of this concussion, he's all of a sudden um, a very charming, <laughs> likable yeah. guy. Right. Yeah. They kind of have Pam and Dwight have this whole, um, conversation about this, you know, off-brand MP3 player that Roy bought. It's for a her. Prism Duro Sport. <laughs> there you go. There's a Is bit of trivia for you. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think it was uh, a trivia question once. Yeah. Right. Oh, early, sure. early form of the Saber Pyramid. <laughs> yeah. Saber Prism. But yeah, Dwight's like explaining to her like there's this Russian website where he she can download all, uh, all these songs for like a penny, and then he's like, oh. The only problem is they're all in Russian. And she's like, oh, my God, Dwight. And and then he's just like kidding, <laughs> which is so on Dwight. Mm -hmm. It's too good. Too good of a joke. Same thing with the case and how it's indestructible and has her throw it. Mm -hmm. you know, oh, it's broken. No, <laughs> uh, I, yeah. it's not broken. You can throw it all day long if you want. I think yeah. <laughs> uh, I love to the way when he does that and he walks away from the desk, he does a little yes. tap. He does a little drum. That's very reminiscent of a, it's very Halpert esque. It is uh, extremely. Yeah. It's, it's the Halpert beat. Yeah. I love, I love to when, uh, when Dwight says, is that a prism Duro sport? And Pam says, you've seen one of these. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen one of these. <laughs> yeah. Despite, um, Despite being very agrarian, I mean, Dwight, as we know, he recognizes the Bluetooth that Jim mm -hmm. is using, the tiny one. You know, he must have, uh, if if anyone on the office was going to have a subscription to some kind of gadget magazine, it would probably be Dwight. He so identifies, not surprised that he knows what that is. He identifies the train by the sound that it makes when they're You're staking the out Daryl's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just a run-of-the-mill slaughterhouse, but come by anytime. You know, uh, um, yeah. go ahead. It's worth pointing out, too, that this is the episode right after Booze Cruise. Um, so there's like, you know, I mean, certainly Jim and Pam are still having fun at Michael's expense, but I think when you see this kind of interaction between Dwight and Pam, uh, you know, it cuts to Jim, like, uh, you know, I mean, there's just a little tension there, right? He just broke up with, um, just broke up with Amy Adams, uh, on the booze cruise and, uh, it's getting real for him. So, uh, so it, it hits a little harder that Dwight and Pam are, are, are getting along so well. Yeah, there's that moment of realization where Pam says, oh, my God, Dwight's kind of my friend. Right. And that's a unique statement early on in the show. But by the end of the series, when everyone is kind of close with everyone, it's a lot less uh, of a surprise. Um, and I think also we can look at Dwight's injury in parallel or alongside Michael's injury, where Michael is less hurt and is demanding so much attention. And he has to ask Pam to do all these things, rub butter on his foot. Wait, I have country crock. Um, and Dwight is has a more serious injury and is being more friendly, and Pam is gravitating towards him. I have egg in my crocs. <laughs> Are you okay? No. <laughs> we get that great moment at the end of the episode, too, when Pam is just kind of helping Dwight out um, right after Jim sprays him in the face uh, as he's falling asleep uh, on the couch. That's so great. <laughs> It's a great little waking to up go, to that. Go to the hospital. Model. I know. Yeah, I know. Where are we going? <laughs> it's going to be different when you come back. Okay. <laughs> oh, Pam, you're so adorable. Oh, huggy little hugs. Boop on the nose. <laughs> yeah, the little yes. boop on the nose. Yeah. They they yeah. do seem to find each other when they're each in vulnerable moments throughout the show. That's certainly mm -hmm. one of mm -hmm. them. Um, we also have, a, I mean, even into like, you know, even in money when Jim and Pam, you know, he's crying uh, in the in his room while they're staying overnight, you know, and they they're both witnessing. Um, well, I guess Jim goes to actually witness that. But Pam no. and Jim, you know, they have this experience where they're clearly Dwight is they just see him as a human. Really. Yeah. They see how the much he of, can hurt uh, or how much he's hurt by Angela and that's just something that they never see in Dwight early on. And like you said, Edwin, they're sort of almost bullying Dwight earlier on in the show, like in the fire or when they're just they just see him as this person without feelings and they kind of make fun of him behind his back all the time. And that mm -hmm. that slowly changes early Definitely. on. They're very adversarial, especially Dwight and mm -hmm. Jim. There's an element of um, Dwight putting credit cards and stuff in the shredder while Jim is on the phone or uh, Jim taking or Dwight taking Jim's sale. Um, right. Right during, I believe it's diversity day. And 
you know, early on, I mean, just to go back to these early episodes, uh, in the Alliance, when they first enter in the Alliance, Dwight says, don't tell anyone. And it cuts to Jim's, to Pam at the desk saying, an Alliance? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and she's the one who comes up with the idea for Dwight to hide in the warehouse, uh, where mm-hmm. she goes down there with the, on the, and it fakes the phone call, um, or in healthcare, when Jim is, says, I have all of these diseases. Pam is the one who's making up fictional diseases. Right, right, right. So right. They're, they're, they kind of play off each other in that way. Um, but yeah, it's much less, uh, if, to what extent does it feel like they're bullying Dwight? That's an interesting question. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's something great that happens in season three. And I'm sorry if you can hear a cat meowing in the background. She's being talkative today. But um, back Sean! In- <laughs> I'm hungry. I want to eat Bod Bods. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> Very talkative cat you got there. You know where milk comes from? Breasts. <laughs> this is the three of us doing different high-pitched office impressions that are supposed to also be Sean's cat. That's right. <laughs> That's where we're at. Um, but no, something really great happens, though, in season three when I think it's, you know, kind of because Jim goes away and then comes back uh, with with Karen Filippelli in a relationship with Karen now that Pam kind of needs a friend in Dwight. And mm-hmm. that is uh, exemplified in the episode Back from Vacation when Pam is kind of trying to find her new role in this, you know, trying to find a way to still be friends with Jim, basically, is what it seems like. Yes. And she's trying to help him and Karen with their relationship. And in doing so, she kind of helps them solve, work through their problem. But then, of course, she has the realization that she's brought them even closer together, right? Yeah. And can't mm-hmm. be with Jim now. So we get her crying in the back of the warehouse um and dwight is the one who comes to console her <laughs> first comes in and says who did this to you pulls comes out his he. finger guns yeah, comes <laughs> where, is he? yeah. yeah. Who where is he you? yeah um you know i mean it's misguided he he finishes it with saying you must be pmsing pretty bad but um Ties but, the jacket around the waist. Yeah, right. You think he's going to put it over her shoulders or something? Um, I always wonder, like, when he takes his jacket off, is he going through that sort of calculus of, do I put this around her? Do I tie it around my waist? Like, does he know? He doesn't know what to do. And so he ties around his waist and says, it's hot. <laughs> I think he's, yeah. when confronted with a woman crying and he has no idea what to do, he got really nervous and he got the sweats. Mm-hmm. and. <laughs> And he got flushed <laughs> in the go. moment, and that's why he got hot. So he really did take the jacket <laughs> off because he was suddenly like, I don't know what to do now. Uh, I'm going to take this off. But it's, She it's says funny. something. No, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go uh, ahead. Well, I, I, was, I was just going to say early on, it's, it does seem like the way they treat, the way Jim and Pam treat Dwight has a lot to do with the fact that Jim and Pam are not together yet. And that it's almost this bonding activity that Jim and Pam can do is make fun of Dwight, play pranks on Dwight, help each other out. And it's not until that Jim and Pam are actually like comfortable and together that they start to, they obviously still have a lot of run-ins with Dwight, but they start to become more friends with Dwight after that, as opposed to this thing they can do together against Dwight. Um, that's That plays down a little more and they actually start to uh, sympathize with Dwight uh, from time to time. I think too, there's a, speaking of season three, uh, when Dwight uh, quits, and is working at Staples, Michael comes in and, and notices that uh, no one has been watering the plant and that the cleaning mm-hmm. crew hasn't arranged uh, his toys on his desk in a, in, a, in a visually pleasing way. And Pam says, that wasn't the cleaning crew, that was Dwight. So right. Pam sees these things um, that maybe other people in the office did not uh, around Dwight. Certainly. Later in season three is uh, The Job, episodes 23 and 24, which is another uh, favorite episode for, of mine for Jim and uh, for Dwight and Pam, um, because we get Dwight as a regional manager for a minute, one of the, or the first time that we get Dwight as regional manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and he assigns Andy as his number two for political reasons you want to understand, and, uh, but <laughs> makes... Pam, his secret assistant to the regional manager, uh, which it turns out to be a really good call that Dwight made because Pam really comes to his defense a few times during this episode. Um, 
I love, I mean, I just love that moment when he is having his lecture on soil and <laughs> Pam says, come on, let's listen to Dwight's lecture. Yeah. Uh, and then he winks at her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Oscar says, why are you winking? And Dwight goes, zip your lid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love to when he, he first kind of broached the topic where he says, uh, you showed real leadership ability at the coal walk or at the fire yeah. walk. Of course, you followed right. up with that ludicrous display. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's how Dwight does. He offers a compliment and then he immediately goes back on the offensive. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is not a Pam moment when he's talking to Phyllis about his relationship with Angela and he says, that's really fattening, you know. Phyllis says, well, it's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight could oh, be... And you have bad skin. Yeah. We're all making observations. Oh, yeah. do you re- I have ears, Dwight. Oh, do you really, Phyllis? Like we all do. Uh, you, you mentioned... Um, oh, I'm sorry, I missed the meeting where we voted for Pam to get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned uh, that this idea of Pam needing a friend, and it's like a very interesting kind of idea because early on in the season, I, I think it's in the uh, in Gay Witch Hunt, the first season or the first episode, um, where Pam is laughing at something. She looks at Ryan, and Ryan just says, "What?" Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't play back. Uh, she he doesn't reflect what what she's kind of like offering to Ryan. So Ryan's not going to be that friend. Side uh, note: the scene where Ryan is commenting that. Jim, I, Jim looks at me a lot, which would, which would bother me or something. But it's nothing compared to the way Michael looks at me. Cut over to Michael looking through, the peering blinds. through the blinds. <laughs> Ryan, anyway. it's your girlfriend, and I'm mad. <laughs> Sean, it's your cat, and I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> uh, good. Oh gosh. Well, um, well, moving on to season four, episode seven and eight is money. You brought up earlier, but yeah, I think like just that that moment in the end of the episode when Pam is noticing Dwight kind of having a tough time, especially with Angela and and Andy. I think at this point, um, and uh, and uh, you know, she just is, she writes the really nice review on TripAdvisor. And he's like, I'm glad that you enjoyed your stay. And she's like, we really did, mm-hmm. you know? That's a genuine, she's, because I mean, even in the job, she's really, she's kind of still messing with Dwight, even even though it does kind of build up his confidence a bit. Um, I think in Money, that's a very genuine comment uh, to him. I think a moment where uh, Pam and Dwight's relationship turns in that way, whereas Pam is pranking or joking or antagonizing Dwight in some way and turns to this more, um, this way where she's trying to encourage him or, or something like that is in Launch Party, where I want to mm. yeah, Launch Party, where Dwight is uh, going up against the computer and right. Pam is taking on the role of Dunmiff Sis, I think it is. The, yeah, the name yeah. of that is That's the messenger right. and they're going back and forth and um dwight they play off uh how do i know this isn't jim and jim walks away from the reception desk and then at right. the end um the last thing that the computer says is uh you beat me you are the better man or you're the superior being yeah and in between that we see angela go and uh, ask pam to be set up with one of her friends i'd like to go on a date with a man um, That's right. So Dwight goes even further down mm-hmm. into his depression and Pam makes that sort of last appeal. Um, but it isn't enough because Dwight wants to be with Angela. But I think from that point on, we do see, to your right. point, in Money, uh, Pam is a little less antagonistic towards Dwight. Definitely. Even, even though it almost kind of... My name is Dwight Schrute. If you're <laughs> listening to this, you're a lucky woman Michael has seduced. <laughs> oh, to be in your Michael shoes. Has oh, to be in your shoes. Sorry, as you were. <laughs> um, <laughs> after money and launch party, I wasn't able to find anything um, significant until the end of season five. And maybe I missed something. Let me know. But company picnic, sure. uh, season five, episode twenty-eight, is like it's not really exactly a Dwight Pam bonding moment, but just the way that Dwight recognizes Pam as 
a valuable member of their volleyball team and stalls as long as he can mm-hmm. um, so that she can co- get back from the hospital. I think it was, a, it was kind of showing their, their friendship and their bond. Uh, just another example of it. There is an a, insane oh, yeah. tactic, by the way, the amount he stalls. <laughs> like, if there was an entire company picnic you know, with volleyball games, and I mean, how much time would it take to drive to like drive to the hospital, go through that whole thing? I mean, 30, 40 minutes and Dwight's just like causing havoc in the middle of the volleyball. He punts the ball, you know, yeah, the, I'll go yeah. get it the best case walking. scenario is she comes back and plays again. Yeah, I, I guess so. On a sprain. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Dwight's like, no, we're coming. Or Jim's like, yeah, no, we're coming back. And it's like, you got to give up, man. You just got to go. Yeah. You know, how many people have to get hurt? One, yeah, two, no, two, two. Let me finish. <laughs> five. Uh, there is a moment of tension between Dwight and Pam that happens a little earlier in season five at the end of the Michael Scott paper company arc when the two companies have been resorbed, mm-hmm. to use Dwight's parlance. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> us. Now that branch has the strength of a regular Dunner Mifflin branch and the Michael Scott paper company. Yeah. Um, but but uh, where Ryan loses uh, Dwight's client on the phone and Dwight says, right. he was my client uh, for 10 yeah. years. And Pam says, you, you made him lose a client by screaming at him. And Dwight says, what do you know? You're a secretary and you're a temp and I'm confiscating your phone. So that's, yeah. that leads to this moment of tension between them. And it kind of portrays the way that Dwight sees Pam, at least in this moment. Yeah. I mean, Pam's a member of the Michael Scott paper company and, and, you know, Dwight has his beef with the Michael Scott paper company. So that it could be a hiccup in their, in their relationship. One of the reasons I really enjoyed looking into this topic is that it isn't incredibly consistent throughout the show. It really has peaks and valleys Mm -hmm. and it doesn't show up all the time. And for two main characters to have a relationship that isn't so close the way that Jim and Dwight, Michael and Pam, Michael and Dwight kind of are is, is interesting to kind of watch the, the peaks and valleys throughout the series. Word. I think we've talked about it before where it's like, you know, certain relationships like are earned in this show. And I think, you know, we've talked about some relationships that don't really feel that way. Um, but this one certainly does. Mm-hmm. This one feels like, you know, they put in the time, it moves slowly, by the time you're getting to, you know, I'm, uh, we're, we, we'll get to it eventually, but vandalism season nine, like, you know, their bond is, is very strong and, and believable. And you mentioned consistency. I think that's something they both value in each other, you mm-hmm. know, they're, that they're, they can count on each other to always to be who they are in certain scenarios. I'm thinking, I mean, there's, I think there's a few times throughout the show this happens uh, where they're just... I'm trying to think the example that comes to mind is really just Jim recruiting Dwight to get rid of the bed bugs to get Katie out, or Kathy out of his room. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like there's a few moments where Pam does that too with Dwight and I can't think of one right now. But gotta, it's basically like I, I'm expecting you to act like Dwight to help me out in this situation. Right. Uh, I would say in dinner party when Dwight shows up and Pam says, yes, awesome. that's a good She's one. She's so yeah. excited <laughs> that Dwight is there to bring his Dwightness to really shrewd up that dinner party. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. so that, that's a good moment. I think too, when you talk when you talk about character, depending on characters to be who they are, when Pam comes back from maternity leave and she looks at her plant and she says to Jim, you couldn't have watered it. And Jim says, I literally just found out that thing was there. And Dwight says, well, yeah. I knew it was there and I chose to let it die. <laughs> and Pam says, good to see you again, Dwight. And Dwight says, hello, Pam. Yeah. <laughs> they, they go right back into it, you know? Or even when yeah. she comes back from New York and he's right there wanting to make copies. Like, right. there's just like, he, all, Dwight also ex- is this, I expect, ah, oh, Pam's back. Great. I, she's, she has this useful role in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm glad to see her. Um, but <laughs> I also need these copies made. <laughs> I'm not going inside. Yeah. Yeah, first thing in the morning then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think while both of Jim and Pam often roll their eyes at Dwight's, uh, just general demeanor. It's like they also need, they also count on it. And Pam, Pam needs that sometimes in her life. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think too, there's a, one of my favorite pranks in the whole series is Dwight pranking Jim and Pam by having Aaron pretend she won an art contest. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, I got her. It's such a great, it's such a great prank. Where's, yeah. your, where's your pillow? Isn't that from that I know, scene? I know it dawns on me that it's not right next oh, to me. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> If for uh, those, I don't, for those I, who have never yeah. watched a video of us recording on Zoom, yeah, you should oh, know yeah. that Alex and I have these office pillows. Uh, mine is of Dwight and Alex's has a uh, prison mic on it. 
You've yeah. seen these sequin pillows on Instagram, probably. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In case, <laughs> in case you were wondering why Alex was saying, where's your pillow? While I'm recording yeah, the podcast, right. you now have some context. Yeah, that's a very good point yeah. to bring up. Thank you. I appreciate Let's that. Let's jump ahead to uh, season six, the delivery episode seventeen and eighteen, when we get Dwight um, uh, helping uh, Jim and Pam by uh, completely redoing their cabinetry in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but also, there's just that great moment where Pam calls Dwight and is like, you know, go to my house find this iPod and he's like, don't tell me how to get in. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. It just, it's uh, just another example of just them knowing each other so well. Dwight's like, you know, don't worry. I'll figure out how to get into your house. There are a couple other moments in the delivery between Dwight and Pam. I'm thinking of when uh, Pam is finally ready to go to the hospital and it's too late. And they say, we'll call an ambulance. And Dwight says, no, you call an ambulance. I call the cops. And he's uh, and and uh, they're they're like, how dilated is she? Does anyone have a tape measure? And Dwight says, we don't. I do. And he holds up that tape measure that is DKS on the back. Uh, and then, of course, he offers to be her police escort. Yeah, with right. the siren on his car. Yeah, and he he's you know trying to get them there on time. Um, so Dwight always have, happy yeah. to slip into the cop uh, uh, role mm-hmm. as needed, quickly, eagerly. Yeah, I, I guess I did skip uh, Niagara, but just maybe the fact that Dwight, <laughs> you know, uh, hooks up with Isabel, Pam's uh, <laughs> Pam's very good friend, uh, who we see again in this episode, the delivery and in Happy Hour, as we discussed last week. Um, but uh, but yeah, just the, another example of of their closeness. But a very important episode for these guys is. Viewing party season seven what, episode. Eight. Before we go to viewing party, really quickly, there is that cold open, and Alex, you alluded to it earlier, where uh, Dwight re- reserves his right to peel his hard boiled eggs at his desk. Yeah, at my desk. Up and yeah. everyone else throws up. That was one that was mentioned to us quite a bit when we drafted cold opens, is one that people really loved. So oh, I thought yeah. it was oh, worth yeah. mentioning as a uh, Dwight Pam moment. But uh, let's go back to viewing party. If I'm ever eating while watching The Office and that scene comes up, I have to skip it. (laughs) (laughs) Really puts Um, a damper on those hard-boiled eggs. (laughs) I love – where do you guys guys stand on hard-boiled eggs? I I love them. No way. They're fine. (laughs) Oh, man. When I remember to, I'll I'll make – cook them and just have them in the fridge for like – Quick, quick snacks. No, man, they're great. I I think they're they're fine. I don't don't know. I don't like the way they smell. I don't like the way they feel. Um, (laughs) Not a fan. What about, how about their taste? (laughs) Nope. Um, I do like eggs, but not a hard-boiled egg. A little bit of salt, a little dab of tapatio on there. You like oysters so much. It's I I find oysters (laughs) repulsive, so I can't believe you don't like uh, hard-boiled eggs. All right. Thank you for joining us for this uh, egg and oysters themed episode of the Michael Scott Podcast Company. I show just thought five you were fans of, of stuff oysters and eggs, <laughs> four fans of oysters and eggs. I, Sean, oh, you you love the act of shucking. I thought you'd like the act of peeling as well. Peeling a hard boiled egg. Well, maybe I'll give it another shot sometime. What it's if I get you a years. fancy peeling knife? Then I bet for a hard boiled like egg. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If there's some gear that comes with it, that'd be great. I love gear. <laughs> but anyways, back to viewing party. Yeah. Um, this is where I mean, we get like a some really incredible moments between Dwight and Pam. Of course, uh, you know, Philip Halpert is uh, no, no, no. Sorry. CC. This is CC Halpert. Right. Yeah. Yes. OK. We're at CC Halpert. So. She is James um, Pamela and <laughs> P.P. Halpert. <laughs> there it is. Uh, uh, but we get, uh, you know, Just we in get case uh, you need the whole family. <laughs> there's, there's their names. Anytime you need them, I got them. <laughs> Pam can't uh, get Cece to calm down or stop crying or go to sleep, and of course she's Dwight reverse cycling. Yeah, right. She uh, Dwight picks her up and she calms right down. We learn that this is because Dwight had to raise his older siblings when he was a baby? Is that, or, (laughs) I don't know. The youngest child always raises raises the others, right? Yeah, right, right. It makes Um, no sense. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. Uh, But but, uh, (laughs) we also get his whole explanation of like, just get a piece of soot, uh, tie a string around it, (laughs) suet. Or any other congealed animal fat. 
pop the suet in its mouth. She'll be happy for hours. Um, That's right. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, as soon as Dwight's gotten this baby to calm down, Pam's like, I just can't believe this. Angela is turned on by this. She goes in and says, Dude, yeah. my car in two Dude, minutes. Like, she turned on like a light. Just immediately <laughs> walks in, whispers in his ear. Like, doesn't even try to hide it. Just completely yep. is like, right, right in now. front of Jim and Pam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, Dwight just stands up and says, I have something to do. And Pam's like, please, I know what you have to do. Please stay here. <laughs> I know exactly what you have to do right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, gosh. And then she is the go-between. Like, she's mm-hmm. more than happy to, like, involve herself in this in this weird <laughs> sex contract between between Dwight and Angela. She's going out and uh, she's like, what does she say? She has been so authorized. Have you been to- authorized to do this? <laughs> I have been yeah. so authorized. Yeah. Well, this, th- that moment has such a... That, that whole scene is just sort of encapsulates everything we're talking about, that quick exchange they have mm-hmm. where they're sitting there and, and Pam's just trying to convince Dwight that they're friends, essentially. You know, yeah. it's like, remember I'm your concussion to a friend. Remember your concussion? I do. But yeah. you married my worst enemy. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a bit of an overstatement because we have kind of a charming back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there it is. There's the whole, there's the three of them. The there's first the sort of dynamic. self-reflective moment in the show or yeah. the most self-aware moment in the whole show, probably. <laughs> and so much of it is just on the precipice of like, I just need my child to sleep and be quiet. And uh, and again, that's, that's like Dwight's utility. Um, and we've seen Dwight have this effect on... German shepherds, you know, nine, <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. You know, he can he can calm animals, he can calm babies. He has this sort of folksy wholesomeness to him uh, that that surprises a lot of characters, and certainly surprises Pam in this moment. I mean, she's shocked. Uh, she, she loves him, and <laughs> I think loves a bit of a strong. She loves me. The way Dwight, the way Dwight uses that power over Jim, of just like she, no, she loves me. Um, I, yeah, it's great. Dwight really leverages this this moment to uh, to make fun of Jim or to antagonize Jim. He's holding Jim's baby, and has Jim can go get me a piece of pizza and a beer, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and he goes beer me, Jim. Yeah, any chance? To, and Pam says, "Don't don't think of it as degrading. Him. Just think of it as." You're moving your pizza six inches this way, and he's moving his mouth six inches over to the pizza. And Dwight says, I would prefer if he thinks of it as degrading. And he takes the beer. <laughs> yeah. No, crust first. Very open. Takes, now, the beer. <laughs> I, I do love also at the very beginning of that moment where uh, Dwight comes in, because Michael's in that room, and Dwight says, you going to quiet down that baby or do I have to? And Pam shoots him a look that she is not having it. And yeah. Dwight just scoops up CeCe. And moves his hand in front of her face. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly uh, she's transfixed, and Pam says, The reverse cycling ends tonight. If, if you could get CC to sleep, I can get my life back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. High stakes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, another great episode, just a couple episodes after this, season seven, episode 10. China is uh, the episode where we get Pam as the um, office manager or administrator. Uh, sorry. Administrator, administrator thank you and um and we get and we have and dwight owns the building now so everyone's complaining about how dwight's running the building pam says we're gonna move um so it's interesting that like they've been so friendly up until this point but now we're back at it and we get dwight and pam battling it out professionally um, this time mm-hmm. in, a, yeah. in a work capacity not personally yeah and uh you know uh, Pam tries to bluff and make up a building and uh, Dwight calls the bluff, figures out that it's not real. Oh, oh Pam, 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 Pam. Yes. <laughs> Pam, you're a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pam, you're a funny guy. <laughs> there, That is an, like an incredible moment between Jim and Pam where they're standing in the stairwell, which is the place of so many emotional catharsis. Yeah. Uh, and Pam says, if I fail, like, if I fail at this, like I failed at sales and I failed at art school, yeah. like what, like I can't fail at this too. And that's like such an important realization, I think for us as viewers to kind of look at Pam's journey. Like she seems to have found, you know, happiness with Jim. That was like the big obstacle at the beginning of the show. But at the end, as you look at these different pursuits that she's had, like she struggled in, in most of them and mm-hmm. to have Dwight over here and, and basically relent and have Nate drop off the building code. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. And, I was and, never uh, here. Yeah. 
and and that's that's another time of like when when Pam needs okay that that scene in the stairwell when when Jim's trying to consult Pam and she's like well I'm not an artist and I'm not a salesman yeah and she has this moment where she's like just be real with me right now and Jim you know Jim is being a supportive partner of just being like no 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 you're fine you're fine um but that's that's another thing that she values about Dwight and and I was trying to remember a moment earlier uh of like when Pam just relies on Dwight to just be honest and be truthful. And that's mm-hmm. when he's, when she's suspecting Kathy or Jim of having, you know, thinking Kathy's hot. Pam's replacing yeah, season eight. Pam's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ep- and she just, episode seven, she's like, Dwight, tell me, tell me how it really is. And she, and he does. And she's like, Hmm. Okay. And she like really yeah. values that. And that's something that that whole episode is she's like, I don't want to fail. And, and she needs this sort of like, let's be honest and truthful about where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the way that Dwight sort of circumnavigates all that and essentially is sort of doing the same thing Jim's trying to do of just making her feel like valued and supported. She does it. He does it in a very, very roundabout way for Dwight, you know, um, as far as recruiting Nate to get the building codes to to Pam and all that stuff. But essentially, that's what he's doing. Um, And it's Dwight's own way of doing it of, you know, with a lot of covert operations. But it works. That. That uh, sort of confrontation between Dwight and Pam is also sort of teased at the beginning of the season in nepotism where uh, Dwight is walking around with the camel back and Pam tries to sabotage the elevator. Um, oh, yeah, and they get stuck in the elevator and, uh, and Dwight starts peeing in the corner. Yeah. Oh, I have 56 ounces of water in my bladder. Yeah. <laughs> Tie it open. Use we your talents. We have to establish a pee corner. Uh yeah. That's funny because that episode that starts off season seven and that doesn't really end with any like Dwight and Pam are closer now. It mm-hmm. just sort of ends with D- Pam leaning out of the elevator and being like, you know, the Bart Simpson of Scranton. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't really end. But this sort of resolves this these building issues where they, it comes around here by the end of the season mm-hmm. and we get this lovely quote: "You're breaking the law." Impossible. I love the law. <laughs> <laughs> Is this? I don't even. I didn't Impossible. check this. <laughs> I love so, the law. <laughs> catch me if I'm wrong, but is this the episode where she's like, and Cece dances on your grave, fully clothed? That's in China. Yeah, China. Hmm. Yeah. So that's in this one. Okay, great. Jim yeah, turns uh, to the drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me paint you a picture. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, moving right along because I think we are running running. Oh out yeah, of we're getting short on here, time. and still so much to talk about. Um, uh, I did want to just include the search season seven, episode 15, just for this exchange with Dwight and Pam over the phone uh, where Pam says, uh, Oh, Hey, while you're out, could you pick up some paper towels and chocolate syrup? We have ice cream. So I thought, Pam, this isn't a shopping trip. Uh, this is a manhunt slash rescue mission. Pam's like, okay. I just, when you are done or anytime when it's convenient, I just thought since you're out, Pam, I'm obviously going to get that stuff. So just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Okay, well, it wasn't obvious. <laughs> he just hangs up on her. Mm-hmm. Um, we should uh, talk but, about Pam's replacement. Do you want to go there next? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, uh, Pam's replacement, uh, season eight, episode seven. Yeah, I think this is such a great episode for Pam and Dwight because everyone is kind of telling Pam what she wants to hear because she's pregnant and they're using a very gentle touch around her. Um, but Pam does turn to Dwight uh to get uh, to try to go after Jim, which is one of my favorite dynamics um, because Dwight is so ready to go after Jim. I think it's rule number one. We, uh, the truth is the yeah. ultimate uh, outcome. Rule number two, we stop at nothing. Rule number three, don't fall in love. <laughs> yeah. And then the scene, the, <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is the, the oh, scene where uh, Dwight and Pam, line up over by Creed and give him a big Toblerone. What's going on? How'd I get this long triangle? And then <laughs> Dwight goes over to try to grope Jim's crotch. That's like the whole scene. Yeah. Oh, I'm falling down and I can't have my balance. Oh, incredible. That's one of the best bloopers in the whole show as well. Yeah. Some of the best physical like, comedy by Rain Wilson. Yeah. This exchange too, where Pam kind of realizes that Dwight is going to be honest with her when no one else is. Right. And she goes, Dwight, I'm hot, right? Am I hot right now? He's, Why would I or anyone else think that you are hot right now? You can't impreg- I can't impregnate you. And that's the driving force between male-female attraction. Pam says, what about before? Was I attractive before? Dwight, meh, 
You were at your most attractive when you were 24 with a slight gradual decline and a steep drop off when you got pregnant for the first time. Gradual recovery. And uh, well, now, obviously, you're at an all time low. (laughs) (laughs) She's very she's satisfied with that honesty. (laughs) Well, it's always good for a biological assessment of any situation. Yeah. Normally not Cabs. welcome, but <laughs> um, uh, uh, we did skip doomsday too. I mean, just obviously another example of Pam kind of being the one to understand Dwight um, being the one to, uh, you know, go to his farm, compliment, compliment him on, on how beautiful his home is. Mm-hmm. Um, make the joke of Pobody's nerfed. What did you have a stroke, Pam? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice stroke, Pam. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, I would also say uh, I wrote down the whale. The whale is an inc- yeah. The wh- I'm glad you mentioned yeah, that. That was going to be I'm one go- of my biggest ones to talk about. Yeah, season nine, uh, episode seven. Take it away. Yeah, the whale is an incredible episode for Dwight and Pam, especially because it begins. Uh, it begins with uh, them trying to coach Dwight on how to sell to women, um, and and and, right. and and Pam is very much taking the lead. Um, and there's another moment where uh, Pam says, 10 years ago, I didn't care if Dwight got married or died to beat Fermi Bachelor, but having kids <laughs> makes you so soft. I used to watch Pulp Fiction and laugh, and now I'm like, that poor gimp is somebody's child. Um, <laughs> but they coach Dwight through uh, the selling, and I love the, the way that Dwight has to, he figures out how to nod and smile, and that's like a huge thing. And then they go to uh, pitch this big client, the Scranton White Pages, and it's Jan, of all people. Yeah. And he has to throw out everything you know. And then when Dwight goes to go get Clark, Pam has to stay and stall Jan. So right. mm-hmm. much in the way that Dwight had to stall at the volleyball game, <laughs> Pam has to stall uh, for, Dwight to, ah. for Dwight to come back and says, you, you think I have no more cars to play? Come in here, man boy. And Clark walks in and Clark says, what's going on? Where's the Quiznos? And Dwight says, you're the Quiznos. <laughs> Uh, but at the end, uh, there is a great exchange where uh, Molly, who is actually played by Ellie Kemper's uh, younger sister, Carrie Kemper. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Um, they, they have an exchange, and uh, Dwight says something very nice to Molly on the way. He says, oh, uh, and Molly, and I know it can't be easy working for Jan. Good luck with your feelings. And Pam says, Dwight, that was really nice. You should ask for her number. And Dwight talks about how he has her license plate number. Yeah, like, that's yeah. all I need. He says, and when I have curried favor with her, I will let you know. And Pam says, oh, why me? And Dwight says, because you are my friend and you are a woman. And women love gossip. It's like air to you people. Air. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Much, much in the way that uh, he doesn't want to know where their spare key is. He is like, I just need her license plate la, 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 number. Yeah. I don't want her number. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we couldn't wrap this up without talking about vandalism. Season nine, episode 14. This is when we get the uh, the warehouse worker who we've never seen or heard from before uh, vandalizes. I, mean, I guess we have seen him before, but he vandalizes Pam's uh, mural by drawing butts all over it. And uh, Dwight. <laughs> there you go. Dwight comes to uh, Pam's defense. Uh, uh, Dwight and Nellie come, uh, come to Pam's defense. But together, Dwight and Pam uh, vandalize his truck. And we get we get Dwight drawing her mural on the butt of his truck since he drew butts on her mural. There's a fantastic quote from Dwight when Pam brings everyone together in the conference room and tries to get them on her side. And Dwight says, I'll help you. And he says, if there's one thing I hate more than art, it's crime. <laughs> <laughs> Consistency, oh you know? Um, yeah, she's like, I was I was. I was hoping for an angry mob and I got Dwight and Nellie instead, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, oh, they have a mob there. mentality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, they play that great. Well, they, they try to get everyone to draw butts or big W's mm-hmm. uh, and that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So they convince Nate to tell them by isolating him from the rest of the group. We could tell him his mother is dying. That usually works. Oh mm-hmm. God. Nate, your mother is dying. And then he just falls to his knees on the cardboard. <laughs> that one is the best cut too. So she's got to pull through again. I know. Oh God! And I and is he says, really "Can I rough. can I talk to her?" And Dwight says, "No, she needs her rest again." 
<laughs> oh gosh. Go Dwight Nate... kidnapped his mother? <laughs> Nate Nate is a utility tool for Dwight and Pam on several yeah. different occasions. Yeah. They use him to they just use him to do stuff back and forth to each other. It's his role is so funny with them. There um <laughs> falls yeah, go ahead. to his knees. Oh, go, no, no. Go There's ahead. a quote from Dwight here uh, where he says, normally I find Pam to be a comforting if unarousing presence around the office, like a well-watered fern. But today she has tapped into this vengeful, violent side. And I'm like, wow, Pam is kind of a good butt. <laughs> <laughs> and this is going to conflict with maybe that quote, but I think one of the reasons that Pam and Dwight's dynamic is so unique is that over the course of the show, especially early on in the show, like he doesn't sexualize Pam really. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, One of the few male characters who do not. Yeah, which I think is really interesting to kind of think about. And then even that moment where he's hugging Pam and the injury, it's a it's a result of his concussion. It's not something that would normally be in his character. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, Mm -hmm. Dwight, you know, shows interest in Katie when she's there, but he he never he doesn't treat Pam as poorly as like Michael does or Todd Packer or some of the other characters like that. Um, But yeah, you know, the the quote I used at the top of the show, like, oh, I, I enjoy I like spending the day with a vengeful bitch. Uh. After that is when is basically is Pam saying like, oh, you miss Angela, don't you? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and he's like, oh, d- d- I don't want your sympathy. It makes it worse. Right. Yeah. You're ruining the mood. <laughs> you're ruining the mood with your sympathy. <laughs> and and they both kind of smile and eye roll. And it's 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 such a moment of true friendship where you kind of you, you're kind of ragging on each other a little bit because you know each other so well. And that's just like mm-hmm. you like me right now because I'm acting like Angela and you like that. And he's like, mm. I know I do, but don't bring it up. In I hindsight, don't, get emotional. Yeah. don't you think it would have been better if Dwight was the one who beat up Frank? Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been and better? And then we never had to have Just Brian, Brian out guy. of this. Yeah. yeah. And, and Jim would have to. From season nine. Jim would have to make it up to Dwight again, like he did uh, after Roy attacked Jim. Yeah. That would have been way better. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred that greatly over, over any. Uh, yeah, I don't like that character, Brian. <laughs> no. Well, and we could have gotten a really great, you know, Dwight with his chest puffed out for a few episodes afterwards. Oh, as yeah. The true, as the true hero of the Why? Office. Because I am mighty? Right. That's what he says to Aaron yeah. at the pool party. Yeah. We I all mean, have a hero in our he, heart. <laughs> yeah. He did it for Jim when Roy attacked him. Exactly. Yeah. Surprising that he wasn't there to do it for Pam. Um, but any any last thoughts as we as we wrap up our episode on uh, on Dwight and Pam? A couple quick ones. Uh, sorry, you want to go first? Yeah. Just, just a quick one, yeah. which is just, uh, which you'll you'll probably get to, but just of like when we see uh, Dwight when he's in his still in his vest and his suit, and he's it's sort of one of his last talking heads, and yeah. he's sort of going over what everyone is to him, and yeah. he saves Pam as the last one, you know, and Pam, yeah. you know, is is his best friend, yeah, um, yep. and she and he saves her for the last in that list of people, you know, that's um, true. His subordinates. His subordinates, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, Meredith can properly headbang the motorhead, you know. Right, and, right. And my accountant is now my you know, my son's godfather. Right, um, yep. And, and my, my worst enemy is, was my best man at my wedding, and, and, and Pam is his best friend. It's really sweet, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, like, you've, like we've talked about, is Pam the main character of the show? And mm-hmm. that's certainly a supporting piece of evidence right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is like the sort of button on the whole series. And Pam is the one who gets the talking head that wraps up the whole show. Um, the only other Pam and Dwight moments I kind of had identified was, uh, when Dwight is, uh, in Florida and he thinks he's going to become the VP, Jim is talking Mm -hmm. to Pam and Pam is the one who convinces him that he has to say something to Dwight. Just get the words up. That's all you can say. You have to tell him. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and Jim, (laughs) Jim does this thing where he, where he says, Robert said like, yeah, I did like Dwight, but now like, I'm really going to yell at him because he didn't do a good job. And Pam says, Robert doesn't talk like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And the other one is in work bus at the beginning of season nine, where Jim is really pushing Dwight to get gas in the car so they can get to the pie stand. Um, Tires fixed also. And Pam says, you got to stop pushing. And that's when Dwight says, you know what, Jim, you win Buy your wife a pie by the world a pie. And he climbs up on top of the bus. Um, Mm -hmm. But just a couple moments mm. where Pam is looking out for Dwight. Word. It's a sweet friendship. Yeah. And, and Beautiful. you know, the fact, we, honestly, the fact is like for a while we talked about how Dwight and Jim and Pam. Um, mm-hmm. And this, but this episode is not about the three of them together. This is, this is Pam and Dwight. And that's like, she's such a, a, an important piece of this cast. And a lot of it for early on is between her as a conduit between Jim and Dwight. 
And the reason why their friendship is so much more potent to the show, even more than like Jim and Dwight, which is a lot of comedy in the show, that Pam and Dwight is much more the heart of the show. And um, it's sort of like if there's going to be lasting lessons you take away from the show, it's that the two people like that can become friends and really Mm -hmm. value each other because they work together for so long and they Mm -hmm. got to know each other and and see their strengths, Uh, even though they're very, very unlikely friends. Very opposite. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, there you go. Dwight and Pam. Uh, that was uh, uh, really fun, guys. Let's move on to a little conference room. Five minutes. Conference room, everybody, now. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple things here. We, I just have a few voicemails. Um, we haven't, we've been, had so many other questions. We haven't touched on voicemails in a while. So yeah. I'll just play a couple. This first one is just a thank you note uh, from Abby that was really sweet and wanted to play. That's awesome. Abby, and uh, I just found your podcast a few days ago. Um, I'm a complete office fanatic and just can't get enough of The Office. Clearly, I've already kept up with The Office Ladies, uh, their podcast. Uh, they release one a week, and fortunately, you guys have 60-some episodes for me to binge. Um, the Office is a big comfort show for me, and my life has been kind of crazy getting down to earth in this message, but um, I'll make it shorter. I uh, just want to say thank you for uh, putting in all the work that you do for your podcast, and thank you for uh, helping me uh, get by at work and in this crazy life right now. Um, much thanks to you guys, and keep up the good work. Thanks. Oh, uh, I'm also calling from Indiana. From where? Indiana. 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 Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah, That's thank so, you so nice. Much. Thank yeah. you so much. I yeah, mean, that is really, really, really like, means a lot. It does. And we know how you feel. I mean, yeah, it's a weird time for everyone, certainly. So we're we're always really happy to do the show, and and uh, it's an escape for us too. And we hope hope it's hope it's helping you out too, a comfort for all y'all out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know this one's coming a day late because our own yeah. lives it just gets crazy, yep. and sometimes we try it's hard to maintain <laughs> the regular schedules. And oh yeah, my life! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, oh, which leads us to yep. now that you bring up that quote, Edwin. We should talk about this. We have, I have a voice, we got, I think we got feedback from just about every single way on this one, mm-hmm. um, but I'll just play this one real quick. Hang on. Hi, this is Deb Ferguson. I'm calling from Okatee, South Carolina, and because I'm a certain age, I'm uh, responding to episode 70, where you are saying how well Michael Scott says, Toby, you ignorant slut. I don't know if you know this, but go to SNL, Saturday Night Live's first season or second season, and look up Jane, You Ignorant Slut. (laughs) And you'll hear exactly what Michael Scott is referencing. It's Dan Aykroyd in response to a um, debate with with his uh, co-anchor, Jane Curtin. (laughs) So anyway, it was, uh, I love your podcast, and I love uh, everything Michael Scott comes out of his mouth, even if it's a throwback (laughs) to Saturday, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> uh, like I said, you. that's awesome. We so got much. a version of that from a few different people uh, correcting us, or and not correcting us, but just being like, pointing we, we never mentioned that that quote is from SNL originally. Word. So. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yep. uh, yeah. I feel like there's still, like, I'm still learning those things. Like, there's, like, there's still a few lines out there that Michael has that I don't quite know the context for. So, uh, so yeah, really appreciate uh, you guys calling in with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one here, guys. And we'll go. Uh, We'll move pretty quick on this one, but this yeah, is yeah. the last one. Let me find this. There it is. Hey, guys. It's Grace again from Southern California. I was just watching the Dunder Milton Infinity episode. That's a mouthful. And <laughs> I realized that I think that the time when Michael brings in, oh, one of the old founders, I forget his name now, <laughs> is the yeah. most cringy part of any episode <laughs> in The Office. It makes me squirm. And I think that's a pretty hot take because most people say that Scott's top is the worst. But I was just wondering, other than the run of the mill, like, oh, yeah, that I can't watch it. What are some underlying cringy moments of The Office that you guys mm. just can't handle? Thanks. Oh, that's, that's a, a good one. It's Robert Dunder. I think it's it's Robert Dunder. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, there's an actor, okay. John Engel, okay. who played him. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. and so we, we've, we've talked about this uh, 
several different times throughout the course of our show. I think early on, we even did the peak office episode in like our for one of our first five episodes mm-hmm. or something. But it never gets like, old, the, this topic. The peak mm-hmm. cringiest. Yeah, yeah. So we're taking this. We'll, we'll probably answer this every 15, 20 episodes, I bet. But uh, we decided to say, fun well, one. let's share a moment or two that's non-Michael cringy related because mm-hmm. those are the but, those are harder to find. And and I like the uh, the definition of like cringe is like you can't watch it. It's like, hard to watch. It's yeah. hard to watch. Yeah, because I mean, there's certainly episodes like Dinner Party that are that's cringe heavy, but I can't get enough. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about what about you, Edwin? What's what uh, comes to mind? It is interesting when you take the Michael dynamic out of this question because uh, so much of it comes from Michael and the fact that Michael is sort of in charge at the office um, because it, it speaks to kind of the formula and the DNA of the show to create cringeworthy moments without a character as uh, sort of powerful <laughs> with comedically, I guess, as Michael Scott. Um, the one that comes to mind for me is the fight when P- Jim is picking up Pam and like. Oh, her shirt yeah. kind of comes up and Meredith turns around and sees them and, like, and Pam says, oh my God, oh my God, put me down. That's that's the moment where it's like, if you saw two coworkers doing that, like that's kind of an uncomfortable moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, yeah. The, the one I'm thinking of also involves Jim because I just watched the whole arc with Charles Minor and the mm. episode in, it, throughout New Boss, throughout that whole arc, there's just a lot of them. But when he walks in on the party planning committee, <laughs> and makes Jim explain what a two-way petting zoo is. That one's pretty tough. <laughs> that one's really hard. And he's I love that he's stuck in the tuxedo, like he can't get out. <laughs> that reminds me of, uh, you know, Steve Martin. I, stay with me here. Uh, yeah. Steve Martin, uh, for I think he has an album, I think it's called Comedy Is Not Pretty. Um, mm-hmm. And he talks about when he would go on The Tonight Show and uh, had dressed as a woman because he's dressed as a woman on the cover of his album, and he was the first guest on the on the Tonight Show. And then they bring in the second guest, and Steve Car- Steve uh, Steve Martin moves down the couch, and then he realizes he's just sitting there in a dress for the rest of the show. <laughs> so, like he can't change his clothes, you know. <laughs> and that's like Jim wearing the tuxedo. And then he says to Michael, yeah. Michael says, "What are you talking about? You look dynamite." Yeah, that's the yeah. best. Way. Yeah, it's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? You're amazing. The, oh, there's gosh. just a lot of very uncomfortable moments with Charles Minor. Everything Jim does for a while, it's it's yeah. hilarious because he just can't do anything right. Even the one where it's like uh, Michael, or he's in two weeks, where he's like chatting to Michael at his office. Like, Michael put in his two weeks, did you? He's just like, nope, and walks out. <laughs> he's just like, oh, God, Jim, you can't oh. do anything right right now. Uh, Can I give you something I noticed about this this kind of moment in the show where Jim yeah. clearly doesn't know what a rundown is? Um, <laughs> yeah, at the beginning right. of season six, I think the episode is The Meeting, where uh, yeah. where David Wallace says to Michael, hey, can you give me a rundown of the Buffalo clients? Because they've closed the Buffalo branch. Mm-hmm. And Michael mm-hmm. has that exchange where he's like, "Oh, slow down, big dog. I'll I'll mail it to you. You'll get it Wednesday." But he knows yeah. what a rundown is. Michael knows what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't catch that. But to circle back, Sean, um, do you have a cringe moment for us? Nothing makes me cringe harder than Stanley smiling throughout the entire finale. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> You've been meatballed. I honestly, that's the first that's thing that came to my mind. I could have, di- I could have dove deeper, <laughs> but like, I like, I have a difficult time watching the finale. I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, it smells like popcorn. <laughs> that, it smells that, like that too. Popcorn. Yeah, okay. All right. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I mean, I, y'all know me, uh, so the I, same old G. Same old G. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some of the times when the boss tries to get sappy, it, it's, I, I really struggle with it. So these are, those are actually moments that I like have to skip. I don't usually watch the finale. I don't usually watch the end of cafe disco. I've talked about that several times. Um, so, so it's, a, it's like a conceptual kind of supposed to make you cringe. Right, right, right. I, I just the times that really like I think you're you're supposed to cringe. I enjoy those moments. They I don't tend to skip them, um, but uh, it's it's you more when the office gets mushy that I can't I can't take it. Yeah, um, but you are, uh, uh, but yeah, you are a heartless mine. man, <laughs> cold, cold, heartless um, man. That's how I know you personally too. <laughs> Could I really quick shout out to? Uh, <laughs> Quick shout out to Andy 
trying to explain the phone ringing on stage uh, during oh, yeah. his play. That's <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's, that's really, a good one. especially when he's like, <laughs> "I've killed it, the bird, like you." But I don't know that yet. Yeah. That whole exchange is yeah. just like, oh no, Andy, yeah. shut up! I, uh, I will throw, uh, I'll throw out the delivery too. Just like all those interactions with the hospital staff, uh, yeah. that Jim and Pam have are are very uncomfortable as well. Oh, how uh, about when uh, when Andy tries to kiss? Oh, Ju- so you read everything? You read the book? So you, so you know, know everything? everything. <laughs> yeah. When uh, speaking of Andy, yeah. when Andy tries to kiss Julia. She goes, what's a oh. nard dog? And he goes, this is the nard dog. Yeah. Whoa, what the hell? Ooh, <laughs> good one. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. You're so pretty. <laughs> She's like, I know oh. it's hard. And he goes, yeah, do you want to like go to a mall, walk around? <laughs> All right. I, I know. Oh, man. Oof, Julia, also the name of one. who they try and set up Michael with and happy. Hour. Oh, Julia. Yeah. They, they recycle that mm-hmm. name. They Ooh. recycle Julia and various forms of Catherine a lot. Mm-hmm. On the show. <laughs> anyway. Mm. Um. All right, guys. Well, we're running up here towards the end. Let's. Uh, uh, you want to do some trivia? Close this thing out. Yappers. I do. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, this is to uh, close out the second half of trivia from last week. Again, this oh, was fantastic. sent by yes. Taylor Mills. A trivia just from the cold opens. Thank you, Taylor. We did the first half of the show uh, last week. We'll do the second half of the show. The Taylor can week. crush a car engine. <laughs> From season five. (laughs) Taylor. From season five. Well, let me get the bell. Yeah, yeah. Season five, baby shower. What roads will Michael take to get to the hospital? I will take Quincy Ave to Gibson. Yes, very good. From season five. Wow. New boss. What does Dwight have planned for the start of Michael's anniversary party? Uh. The start it's of two, It's two blocks of. It's two 15 minute blocks of things. Silence. Yeah. By, followed by that? a 15 minute round of applause. No, other flip that. 15 okay. minute round of applause followed by a 15 minute. <laughs> round of I really thought you were gonna say. I really thought it was going to be a follow up to the to the fire scare and stress relief where Dwight says, "I got a bomb scare coming that'll really get the blood oh, pumping." Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, all right. From season six, gossip. What is Andy's parkour stunt? What does he do? He calls it out before he does it. Or what he wants to do. Uh, I mean, he's there's a gainer involved. Front flip mm-hmm. into the box. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's truck to refrigerators to the dumpster, 360 spin onto the pallets, backflip gainer into the wow. trash can. Okay. Gainer. Gainer. I hardly know her. From season six, Koi Pond. What festival is Michael talking about going to in this episode? Garlic Festival. Very good. Oh my God. From season six, murder. <laughs> Dwight says, "How can I? How can I pose this to you in a relatable way? You are all members of the Accusa, and you have to be visiting the blank, the Lackawanna Trolley Museum." Yes, very good. Yeah. From season seven, the search. What is Ryan's middle name? Bailey. Yes, we know this. From season oh, wow. seven, at the Threat Level Midnight, what is the delivery man's name? In Threat Level Midnight, the delivery man. Oh, like in the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Andre? No. I don't know. Is it in Michael? the movie or in the episode? I don't actually know. Uh, Catherine. It's just a name tag. Anyway, uh, it's Julie. Artie. It's Artie. Marty. <laughs> Catherine mm. Julie. Artie. 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 No M. Just Artie. From season seven, Todd Packer. What does Dwight say will happen to Jim during the apocalypse? Jim will be taken. Jim will be made a warlord's jester. Yes. Very good. Creed Skull nice. will be a suit bowl. Meredith, she'll do okay. From season eight. Christmas wishes. What are the thematic Christmases that Stanley has suffered through? A rocking Christmas, Mo Rocka Christmas. Uh, There's three more. There's three more. Oh boy. I'll give it to you. Honolulu Christmas. Okay. Pulp Fiction Christmas. Oh wow. Muslim Christmas. I wouldn't have gotten those. Yeah. <laughs> From uh, Muslim Christmas. <laughs> From season eight. I like this one. From season eight. Welcome party. Does Stanley have a mustache? Yes. Yes, he yes. does. From season eight, Angry Andy. What is the one cliche the office doesn't get Phyllis to say? Oh, uh, the plants are no. Uh, now is the time to curl, like curl up with a good book. Yes, this weather wants me to, right, to right. stay at home, curled up with a good book. Yeah. Yeah. The plants are gonna love this. That's the one I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> the plants are gonna love this. Uh, <laughs> from season nine, Andy's ancestry. Who did Asian Jim say he sold to yesterday? What client? Oh. Systems. 
Yes. Something systems. Yes. Ah. I don't know it. Uh, and I'm hoping I have a message from. Oh, it's it's the same last name. Oh no, what is it? What is it? Yeah, it's Willington Systems. Willington Systems. Uh. The bonus. Uh, Taylor added a bonus here. Sold them ten cases of twenty-four pound letter stock. That's a great question. That's <laughs> deep. All right, final one. Season nine. Dwight Christmas. Which shirt is Jim having second thoughts about? The episode is it's, Dwight uh, Christmas. Sorry. Dwight Christmas. Okay, so he's going to Philly. Yes. He's having second shot thoughts about a blue shirt. Yes, the blue yes. one with stripes. Mm. Very good. That's it. That's all, all right. the trivia. Damn, Edwin. Hey, that was a good one. Earth. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Taylor, thank you so much for sending that in. And guys out there listening, please send us some trivia. Send us some, some questions, some comments. You can leave a voicemail. Our phone number is 503-694-9314. You can email us some trivia at mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. Please make sure that you say that it's trivia in the subject line so that we don't all three read it. Um, oh, face, yeah. You, we're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. We are on patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Um, please join us five bucks a month. Uh, become a Scott's Todd. Uh, mm. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who runs our social, uh, helps us with our social media and designs our artwork. And this episode, again, recorded over Zoom. Still in the, uh, still in the coronavirus days here. Uh, we'll be together again soon, I think. Thank you, as always, for listening. We love and appreciate every single one of you uh, who listens. Um, we really, you know, engage with us. For, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next time. Should we put a note about next week? Are we going to have an episode? Oh, yeah. Week? Let's let's do that. We're not um, totally sure. We, yeah. we we might have to take next week off, but we're we'll going to try not to. We try as hard as we can to come out every single week. Definitely. Uh, and if not, we'll have some bonus content. Um, we've been doing Aaron, it well we'll over a year here. I mean, we've we haven't <laughs> yeah, missed a week. For, for goodness sakes. <laughs> Aaron will eat garbage yeah. for your entertainment. Pippity <laughs> <laughs> uh. poppy, give me the up. Yes, yes sir. sir. Just smile for me. Society teaches us that having feelings and crying is bad and wrong. Well, that's a baloney because grief isn't wrong. There is such a thing as good grief. Let's ask Charlie Brown. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.